does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Jake, let's recap a little before we get to uh, Bob Kravitz. Uh, Sam Ellinger is going to start Sunday. Bernard Ryman will be the left tackle. We don't know the offensive coordinator for Jeff Saturday just yet. Uh, Someone suggested to me they should rotate Colts Ring of Honor members as OCs the rest of the year. Maybe 12th man could get a chance to do that. How about whoever bangs the anvil gets to call a couple plays? First 15. Who wants it? Yeah, Blue would then. It's like 1986 all over again. Tyrese Halliburton would then be calling plays on a Sunday. Um, Full head coaching search at the end of the year. Jim Mercer says Chris Ballard will be back. Uh, We got shots at Frank Reich, Andrew Luck, and many in the media. We're hanging a banner for the fourth best record in the NFL since 2000. Unsure of how sausage is made. Chris Ballard is a winner. Jeff Saturday was compared to Don Shula, and Chris Ballard is compared to Michael Jordan. And Jake double-checked the math of Jim Irsay's upper quartile, upper quartile, and we found that to be uh, wrong. Yeah, the number that would mean the number two, top two. Not four. I will go back to what I said earlier. You cannot, you cannot tell me consistently that records don't matter, only Lombardi's and Super Bowl's matter you can't do a 2013 interview and say that the Star Wars numbers were great, but they didn't mean much because they didn't amount to multiple Lombardies, and then say that the new mission is multiple Lombardies, and then when everything goes haywire, have a press conference where you tout your win, your winning record. Bob Kravitz is with us right now on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Uh, Bob, I'm going to be pretty lazy right out of the gate and leave it very open-ended. Um, your thoughts on last night? That was the most unhinged thing I've ever heard in my life. That was bizarre, even by Jim Irsay's standards. Uh, first, let me say this. I thought Jeff Saturday was an absolute superstar yesterday. Uh, he got largely ignored because we wanted to talk to Irsay uh, and Ballard more, more than Jeff. But I thought he was uh, sharp, enthusiastic, uh, and really came off the way you would have expected Ballard looked like he'd rather be vacationing in Mariupol. Honest to God, he looked like that was the last place he wanted to be. He looked miserable. He looked like the day that Andrew Luck retired. His jaw was clenched. His arms were folded. He did not want to be there, and I don't think he'll be there at season's end. And Ursay was just Ursay. I mean, uh, relative, I mean, he was rambling. He was relatively incoherent. And um, I thought it was just an embarrassing low moment for the organization. Other than that, it was fine. Bob. Thanks, Mrs. Lincoln. <laughs> Bob, here, here's the thing. And I, and I will say this, Bob, on your behalf, and you tell me if you think I'm wrong. But, um, you know, it's disingenuous, I think, to say that you have Thanksgiving dinners with Jim Irsay, but over the years and your time in Indianapolis and your career, Bob, I think that you probably have gotten to know Jim Irsay and vice versa more than probably anybody in the local media. Maybe Chap, but but way up there. I mean, on, on a personal level. The upper quartile of the top quartile is where I am. That is exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Put that in your Twitter profile. And so for that, what, what do you – I look at this, Bob, as 
kind of a last grasp of Jim Irsay desperately wanting to be to make it very clear that he, that a Super Bowl champion can come out of Indianapolis that was 100% in the grasp of Jim Irsay. Not Bill Polian, not Peyton Manning, but Jim Irsay himself. And I think that that consumes him and at times to an unhealthy level and that that's well, part of what we saw last night. Yeah, I mean, look, he he's always been, obviously he's been involved, uh, you know, very very deeply in, in gem and coach hires as he's supposed to be, but uh, he's been he's always been very involved in the quarterback moves. You know, he's the one who decided to to bring in Peyton and to get rid of Peyton. Um, so there's nothing terribly new there. Well, you know what really threw me off was a couple of years ago when he when he made the case for T.Y. Hilton uh, to come back when I don't think there was any interest in the organization in bringing him back. I, I don't know that this is Jim desperately trying to grab control of the organization. I think he's always had it. I do see him being more proactive in a lot of ways and being far more, what's the word, impetuous, um, just kind of flying by the seat of his pants. And that's what I get the sense now is right now this is an organization that is absolutely flying by the seat of its pants and has no earthly idea what to do next. Bob, better – do you look at the Jeff Saturday hire as close confident of Jim Mersey? I need someone to come in here and be a consultant and get an up-close view at this dysfunction and rely on him for kind of an honest assessment? Or do you look at it as this is a legit head coach and or GM candidate for 2023 and beyond? Well, I think he's a legit candidate uh, to stay with the Colts. Um but I, I, I think the, the primary reason for this was so that Jeff could be the eyes and ears for the owner, um, which doesn't exactly raise the trust profile uh, in a locker room if you know the guy is there to basically, you know, uh, give his opinion on what's going wrong. But anyway, um, no, I, I think for the most part, he wants him to be the eyes and ears and report back to Jim and tell him what the hell has gone wrong with this football team. So you don't think Jeff Saturday is necessarily in the head coach or GM role next year? Well, maybe the GM role. I don't know about coaching. I mean, look, they're going to go, what, 2-6, and 1-7, and 0-8 oh uh, these last couple of games. I don't know how you can sell. You know, I mean, how many interim coaches? I'd be curious to find out. How many interim coaches have success, number one, it's not not men. It's two of well, seventeen. I, I, I can go, tell you if you go back to like two thousand. I think that's the stat. Jeff so. Saturday will be the seventh interim coach in Colts history. Only Ron Meyer was retained as the head coach permanently. Okay, it's very rare. Right, it's very rare. And the way and you know, heaven help Sam Ellinger, but you know he he's not an NFL starting quarterback. I mean, you know, uh, so I can't. I it would be very hard to sell Jeff Saturday to a fan base. After he goes one and seven in the in the final eight games, so but could I see him in the front office capacity? Most certainly. Do you think Bob Kravitz that Chris Ballard got the impression yesterday that he's done? 
St. Jude treats children across the country and around the world, regardless of color, creed, or financial capability, because they're committed to love and care for their neighbors. Join me in helping St. Jude give every child with cancer the chance they deserve to survive. Together, we can save more lives. Call now to become a partner in hope. 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Yeah, I do. You know, I mean, first of all, Jim Irsay, uh, and I think Kevin asked the question very directly, um, you know, will, will Chris Ballard be the one making the decisions after this season? Very uncomfortable, but it was the right question to ask. And he said, yes, absolutely, there's no question. And Nate Atkins from the Star app later said, wait a minute, you said a week ago that Jim Irsay was safe? That Frank Reich was safe, you mean. Frank Reich was safe, excuse me. I'm in the middle of a column, too, here. Uh, That that Reich was safe, and one week later, you, you got rid of him. So why should we believe anything you have to say at this point? Again, I'm not a body language expert, but Chris Ballard looked utterly miserable as he sat there and listened to this nonsense. And then, of course, he gets all defensive uh, and somehow blames the media for the fact his offensive line sucks because we put so much pressure on him to go out and get wide receivers, conveniently forgetting that he drafted a left tackle in the third round. Bob Kravitz with us from The Athletic. Bob, some might say Chris Ballard isn't necessarily qualified to make this sort of decision, but I, I sat there thinking to myself, if I'm Ballard and I'm confident in my resume, and, and you know he certainly has positives on his resume, oh sure, uh, I think I would resign. I, I, I would want to get out of this mess, and I would want to bet on myself that I can get a GM job somewhere else. Yeah, I, I agree, and I... You know, I, I often wondered if and when Reich would resign. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, clearly decisions are being made that are beyond him. Uh, decisions are being made by the owner who is uh, meddling more than at any time I can remember. Um, I would love to see Ursay try to do this with Bill Polian. <laughs> that, would, that would not end well. Not end well at all. So, uh, yeah, I, I at some point, I, I got to think Ballard's going to say to hell with this and just move on because he'll get another he'll get another GM job in a heartbeat. Bob, Jim Irsay has been open about the fact of being aware of his father's indiscretions, and I don't mean the addiction of his father. I think that Jim Irsay mm-hmm. deserves credit for facing head-on those demons and dealing with them somewhat in a public forum. Mm-hmm. Um, but from a football standpoint, Jim Mercedes made no bones about the fact that he did not want to be his father. Right. Is he slowly starting to become his father? In a, foot, in a football sense, yes. He's, yes, uh, I want to make certain for, yes. for the protection of both of us, Bob, that that's what we mean from a football standpoint. Yeah, from a football standpoint, absolutely, yes. Uh He's become, again, that word impetuous. He's become emotional. I think he's making emotional decisions about Carson Wentz, about Matt Ryan, about Frank Reich, about Jeff Saturday, and the list goes on. 
Um, I don't think there's any question. You know, for years he has, as you said, studiously avoided uh, being his being his father, um, and that's you know probably very smart. But I think I don't know if he's feeling his oats or what. But I mean, since the Dan Snyder thing, all of a sudden you can't you can't keep him out of the spotlight. And that's not necessarily where I want uh, the team owner to be. Want to be involved, want to be, uh, you know, engaged. But uh, he's making decisions that are undermining his people, and I think that that's a real problem. Yeah, I was saying to Jake earlier, Bob, I think ever since the Daniel Snyder comments, he's on a power trip. Um, He thinks he can do no wrong. You know, he's been praised league-wide. Um, after those comments, and now he's doing it with his organization. The Sam Ellinger move, and now this. Um, curious what you think, and, and I don't know if you're just guessing here, so I apologize for that. What do you think Peyton Manning thinks of all this? Uh, I, I would be guessing. I, I, I've reached out to Peyton, but I haven't heard back yet. I, I think Peyton probably looking for, first of all, I think he's thrilled for Jeff Saturday and is probably completely on board uh, for Jeff Saturday. But I, you know, Peyton's a smart guy. He's got to be thinking. Our owner is is out there. I mean, he's making some really uh, bizarre decisions here. Um, uh, again, I haven't spoken to him. I don't want to profess to speak for him, but I got to think. You know, he's a sober-minded individual, and he's got to be looking at this in much the same way the whole league is looking at this, which was that what happened last night was embarrassing. For an organization that is in the upper quartile, they're not even in the upper quartile of the upper quartile because, as you said, that would be second best, and they're not second best. They're fourth. So I, nobody told me there's going to be math. Well, Jake's in algebra right now. That's so right, Bob. We've learned a lot yep. here over the Called last the few Called the tutor months. yesterday, got it all worked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jim Irsay's right. coming to the next tutor session with Jake. That's right. Good, good, good. Needs it. Bob. In the upper quartile yeah. of winners, we're in the top quartile <laughs> of that upper quartile. That's rare air. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> Bob, um, hopeless romantic, that's a phrase I've used with Jim. When you think back on that era, is it time to like just get away from that era? It sounds like I'm demeaning it. I'm diminishing it. But it just seems like you're, you're hoping for Manning or now you know, Saturday's going to cure all. And I don't know if it's exactly apples to apples to you know people trying to pluck people from the Belichick tree or the Nick Saban tree. But it just seems like that was a long time ago. And maybe it's best if you do try and just move on and not hope or think that all of a sudden the Jeff Saturday hire means you're going to have Bill Poley and Peyton Manning type success. Well, I found it interesting that he talked about how his ownership mentor was Al Davis. Now, did anybody live in the past quite like Al Davis? I mean, Al Davis, when he had all those horrible Raiders teams, would walk around in that absurd members-only jacket and talk about just win baby and go back to the days of LaMonica and Bolitnikoff and the mad stork with, without realizing that his team hadn't been you know, competitive for 20 years. So, yes, it's time to move on. It's great they have this glorious history. Embrace it. The whole bit is great seeing Tarek, Glenn, and all those guys last week. But, yeah, it's time to move on. Uh, have they been a good organization? Yes, they have. Has Jim's intuition generally been on target? Yes. 
But just because you've been on target in the past doesn't mean you're on target now. I'm going to give you a couple of names, and I want you to tell me, Bob Kravitz, in your opinion, whether or not you think they will be part of the Colts organization one year from today. You ready? Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. Jeff Saturday. Yeah, he'll be part of the organization in some capacity, but not coach. Okay. Peyton Manning. No. Matt Ryan. Absolutely not. Chris Ballard. No. Um, you know, those are, okay, Sam Ellinger. Yeah, he'll be back up. He's, hey, he's, he's Taylor Heineke, man. He'll, he'll be, he'll be a solid backup for years to come and he'll make more money than touchdown Jesus. I was just going to say, he's like Chase Daniel, right? He's a good guy. He's a good story. Yeah. He's likable. He'll be a backup for 15 years if he wants to be. Exactly right. Bob, last one for me. Uh, lost in all this. Um, Frank Reich did get fired yesterday. <laughs> I oh, find, yeah. yeah. I feel like that news cycle uh, didn't last very long. Um, I don't know if you caught this, but, you know, of all the players that are extremely active on social media, I only saw, I think it was Yanni Kingakwe and Rodney McLeod have any public support. I don't think anybody talked about the hiring of Jeff Saturday. You make anything of that. Um, I don't think these guys have any clue who Jeff Saturday is, you know, unless they watch ESPN. Uh, I said the same thing, Bob. I said the same I, thing. I don't think they have, they have no clue. It's, it's, it's kind of like when these IU people talk about the good old days. Look for some of these guys in their twenties, ancient history is 2012. You know, I mean, they have no idea what, what went on. So uh, I wouldn't expect, a lot. I, I think those guys are in a state of complete shock, and they don't know what to make of this. And and if if any of them watched uh, that press conference, they've got to be really disappointed and, and have to be wondering what in the hell they got themselves into. Bob, I know it's a busy, busy day for you. So thank you for making time for us this morning. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me.